0: Hey there, and welcome to the Sermon Podcast for Timberlake Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our mission is to reach, feed, and release people to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You can learn more at our website, TimberlakeUMC.org. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, my name is Cordos. Doss. I am the Minister of Worship here, and I'm excited to be with you. This morning, we are in a two-part series, and last week, Pastor Brad opened it. It's called a gratitude intervention. And see, last week, uh, Pastor Brad reminded us that there is incredible power uh, in being grateful. Uh, He told us that gratitude leads to wellness and that we can be spiritually well even if we are not physically well. And it's the kind of gratitude that leads uh leads to wellness in our souls because of our acknowledgment of what God has done for us. And so that's why we gave you those sticky notes. So I'm going to go ahead and invite the hospitality team to pass those out again. So yeah, you may have gotten a sticky note last week, set or you may didn't. You may, may may maybe you didn't. Uh we want you to get another one or you want you to get your first pair today. So the hospitality team is going to pass those out. All right, so here's a reminder uh, on how it works. Okay, so you take this note, the one I have in my hand that I forgot to bring up. You see, everybody sees it, right? All right, it's a sticky note. Okay, visualize this. You, you Ready? Okay, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Woo! There it is. All right. Yes. Good throw, Pastor. Man. I like it. Yeah. A little flap in the wind. It's good. All right. Here it is. <clears throat> All right, so you take this, uh, this thing, you write something on it, you peel it off, and as Pastor Brad told us last week, it is this incredible stickiness on the other side, okay? You can stick it wherever you want. Uh, you could, uh, uh, you could uh, write something out about who God, something that you're grateful to God for, sorry. Uh, and you want to put it in the same place, okay? So you can put it um, on your bathroom mirror. Uh, you could put it on your car dashboard maybe or in your fridge if you go to the fridge every day um, So uh, any place you're gonna see it every day uh, try it for two weeks um, Every day for the next seven days or the next 14 days if you haven't started yet Okay, and uh, we want you to write down one thing one thing you're thankful for it could be anything something as simple as your morning coffee Amen <laughs> uh, Or something as specific as maybe like a rekindling of a friendship uh, make it a priority, consider doing it at the exact same time every day, so either morning or night, but just something that you can uh, you can keep your mind to, something you can write write down then at the end of this you know seven week seven day seven uh, seven day or fourteen day adventure you 're on when take a picture of all the things you 're thankful for, and you can either keep that in your phone or you can uh, you know, share it on Facebook, the old social media, or you can um, send it to a friend. Um, if you're going to send it to like your spouse, I recommend at least write one note of uh, their name on it, just, just putting that out there. It's a precursor, okay? Yeah, so we think it's a good visual, uh, but we also think it's a great, great tool to remind us of the goodness of God. Um, even when we feel like you know, there may be darkness all around us, there is goodness to be reminded. So yes, these are the most ordinary, ordinary sticky notes, uh, but they are an extraordinary tool for us to use. All right, so we're going to open the scriptures this morning and listen to what God will be telling us, and we are in the book of Jonah, um, and this is a story that most people are familiar with, uh, even if you've gone to church you know, 100 years or just your first time here, uh, you've probably heard this story in some shape or form, okay? So we're going to start in Jonah 2, verses 1 through 10. All right, here we go. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. The word of us, the word of God for us, the people of God. All right, let's try that again. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God, amen. We do that a lot in this other room at the earlier service. We don't do it that much in this second service, so I'm thankful for y'all doing it with me. All right, so this guy Jonah, okay, so he is uh, what they would call a prophet, okay? So a prophet is someone who uh, hears from God and God calls him to, uh, to go tell others about it, okay? So one day God was telling Jonah uh, to go to Nineveh and tell them to basically get their, get their act together, okay? Uh, they had been known as a place that wasn't that great. Uh, basically, the, you know, the bad kid in town. And Jonah heard God clearly, uh, but he really wasn't listening or he really didn't want to listen, you know? So yeah, as Jonah wasn't all that thrilled to go to Nineveh and straighten them up, so he said, nah, God, I'm good. Nah, I got this. I'm going to go the other way, okay? So I'm going to go to a different place. Basically, he was, you know, running the opposite direction, hoping to get away from God, like that's something you can do. Uh, and so Jonah does what anyone would do back in the day. He uh, gets a ticket for a boat ride, okay? A boat ride to get as far away from God. Well, God actually thinks that's Pretty funny. Uh, so, on this little boat escape rod that uh, Jonah is on, God brings a storm, you know, just to ruffle his feathers up a little bit. And funny enough, Jonah was so committed uh, to not listening to God um, that uh, in this, you know, in this middle of the ocean, in this storm, you know, Jonah does the most normal thing he takes a nap. <laughs> Now, all right, my wife, she's back there, she's told me many a times that I can probably take a nap in most any scenario, uh, most any place, most any time, doesn't matter what's going on, like I'm gonna fall asleep, uh, planned or unplanned, right? Right, Lib? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, so. But this, like this in the middle of the ocean, on this boat, probably a rankety boat back in the day, that's not the ideal napping weather, in my opinion. Um, So the the crew actually finds out that Jonah is the reason for the storm. So they do the most normal thing there, they throw him overboard. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, when they do this, they actually ask God for forgiveness uh, for doing that. And once they do that, uh, the storm immediately subsides, okay? And they praise God and devote their lives to him. Now, Jonah is certainly going to die, right? I mean, in the middle of the ocean, uh, he's probably trying to tread water, he probably missed a couple Y classes on swimming and he's just barely making it. He's probably going under at this point. Um, and here's the cool part. Jonah gets swallowed whole by a huge fish. And he stays in there for three days and three nights. Y'all, this is like a whole new level of problems, right? Like, listen, I got problems. You got problems. Like, we all got problems. But, like, this is, like, next level. Take it to the, you know, the ballpark of problems. This is, like, next level, right? And this this, this part where most people check out, okay, this is where everyone's like, eh. I don't really know if I believe what the Bible says because, you know, what kind of fish is big enough to swallow a man whole? You know, I don't believe this. Y'all, we're talking about God here. We're we're talking about the the creator of heaven and earth. You think if God needs a fish, he's going to be like, no, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't do what I want to do because I don't have a big enough fish. No, God creates a new fish, right? Or he... Takes an existing fish and makes it bigger. Like he's going to take baby shark and make it into like humongo shark, right? Like this is God we're talking about. With him, anything is possible. All right, so this all right, horrible circumstance that Jonah finds himself in. And you know what he does? He stops and he prays. Even in the darkest place in his life, he stops. And in a voice of thanksgiving, he gives God his praise, his worship. And then God delivers him out of the belly of the fish. The same God that created this fish, that enlarged this fish, is the same God who frees Jonah and plucks him right out of it. Jonah's response, well, he goes straight to Nineveh as God commanded him and tells the people that they are in the wrong and they need to turn away from their wicked ways. Now, he, he did not like them still. He was still pretty jealous. It wasn't just all great, you know, Jonah got it right after that. No, he still struggled with listening to God at this point. I want to focus in, on some key verses. Uh, let's go to Jonah 2, verses 9 and 10. It says this, But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. I will, I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So, even in the belly of the fish, Jonah gives thanks to God, not because of his circumstances, but in his circumstances. There's a there's a big big difference here, not because of his circumstances, but in his circumstances. And because Jonah down in the the bottom of the sea, inside this fish, gives thanks, he actually enters into the presence of God. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. And right, look what happens. So so the Lord says, He says he spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Praise God because thanksgiving brings freedom thanksgiving brings deliverance all right so um in my research for this sermon i found that the root of the word gratitude is the latin word gratis which means free free gratitude brings freedom gratitude brings freedom that means that a a grateful heart is one that is free but but an ungrateful heart is one that is bound it is chained up See, when we cultivate hearts uh, bent towards seeing the good that God has been given to us, it it frees us from the sludge of negativity so that we can experience joy. So we can experience joy. All right, everyone remember Eeyore uh, from Winnie the Pooh, right? Uh, This this God, man, he didn't know anything positive. positive, You know, he was full of negativity. Like he never saw the good, only the possibility of the, the bad thing happening. It it was like his feet were just like chained to the ground with this heaviness, right? I know I have found myself there sometimes, you know, just so focused in on all the the negative things around me that I I completely forget. I miss the opportunity to experience the joy that God has for me. You know, so God created us to be joyful. He created us to be thankful in everything, not for everything, but in everything. Thankfulness is the key that opens the door to the joy we are meant to walk in. An ungrateful heart is one that is bound, that is tied up. A grateful heart is a heart that is free. Gratitude brings freedom. My second point today is gratitude is a daily choice. Gratitude is a daily choice. So as most of you know, um, if you did not know, I grew up here at Timberlake. Um, This is my home church, you could say. Uh, Ever since around sixth grade, I've been uh, attending here. And we will make the 20 to 25 minute drive um, depending on who's driving, uh, multiple times a week and every Sunday. My mom's not here, I could call her out. If, it was like 15 minutes if, if she was here. Um, uh, and we, we, would, we would make the, the drive you know, once or twice a week and every Sunday from Rustburg where we lived. And I grew up you know, with the music program here and with the youth program here, um, which was great. But about 10 years ago, I, I was actually serving a, a small Baptist church down in Rustburg, Rustburg Baptist Church. And so Rustburg Baptist is one of those uh, small hometown churches uh, that has a a small sanctuary, uh, a fellowship hall, several classrooms, um, a parking lot, and then a cemetery, all on this like little plot of land, right? So I was on staff there for a little over a year before Libby and I uh, got engaged, and so we actually just celebrated our 10-year anniversary last week. Yeah, um, so I was working at this small church, okay, as a music director, as well as you know, many other things, a couple other jobs as well, and I was even helping Libby plan our wedding. Yes, I did help plan. And slowing down really wasn't an option for me. Uh, and so this particular weekday morning, I headed to the church um, to get some work done and kind of plan for the month ahead, and I parked my little five-speed Honda Accord in the church parking lot. Uh, here's a picture of that car. Man, I love that car. It was my, it was like my big, big, my first big boy purchase, you know? Like, like it was nice. I had my, the smallest car payment in the world. God, to have that one of those, to have no car payment, that'd be great too. Um, But it it was a five speed. So like, it was fun to drive, you know? I couldn't really get bored. You kind of had to stay engaged the whole time. Um, It wasn't fast, but it was a five speed. It was fun, you know? Uh, I definitely burnt the tires off a couple of times. But I love that car, okay? So that day I, I parked the car and I run inside and I head to my office to get straight into work. Now, at Rustburg Baptist Church, there are three people on staff. It was the pastor, uh, myself, and then this sweet, sweet uh, church secretary named Ruth. She's so precious. Um, Well, uh, I I go to work that day and I say hello to everybody and about an hour goes by and the church secretary lets us know she's headed to lunch. She's gonna go go out and grab some lunch. Now, now as soon as she gets out the door, uh, we hear her quickly come back inside and she comes straight to my office and she says, "Uh, court? Uh, Why did you park in the church cemetery today? (laughs) What? What? Now I'm just as as shocked as she is, so I run outside, and sure enough, my car is in the church cemetery. I didn't park it there, okay, by the way. Y'all, I I completely forgot to pull the parking brake and put it in gear. So, yeah, about... (laughs) This is what happens, you know, with the five-speed. It, uh, it's, it's, it, you know, my little car just slowly coasted about 50 to 75 yards down the church parking lot over a couple of, like, the cement blocks, like, uh, parking blocks, and into the church cemetery. Now, by the grace of God, I was this, like, literally, like, this close from hitting one of the tombstones. I forgot the most important part. The, the parking brake, like I forgot, I was so so into my to-do list, so into what's next that I completely forgot one of the most probably important things with parking a five-speed, right? Now, I think we all struggle with this, okay, because the same way that, that we forget the little things, uh, we also dismiss the goodness of God daily, okay, daily. I was so focused on everything else happening in my to-do list. I forgot to pull the parking brake in my car, the most important thing, in the same way that our gratefulness and our circumstances is important. Gratitude is a daily choice. And we have many daily choices. Uh, we can choose to be in the moment, or we can choose to be thinking to the next thing on our to-do list, right? Like we can choose uh, to be upset in the car in front of us for going too slow, right? Or we can choose to appreciate the extra time we have in the car with our spouse, with our kids, with our friends. We can choose to be upset that our boss didn't recognize us last week at the, at the, uh, the, the work picnic. Or we can choose that we, to be grateful that we work in a place that has a picnic. No matter the circumstances, we have to slow down and choose daily to be grateful. Gratitude is a daily choice. Our next point today is is this. Choosing gratitude means letting go of something else. I'm going to say it again. Choosing gratitude means letting go of something else. This might be the most difficult part, y'all. Like our circumstances so drastically dictate our awareness of the goodness all around us. Yet, we let that control our gratitude towards God or lack thereof. We have to let go. We have to let go of, of the anger, the disappointment, the disapproval, the sadness, the judgment, the woe is me mentality. But we are stubborn people, right? Like, who here is stubborn? All right, who here knows somebody stubborn? All right, so everyone should at least have their hand raised, right? We're, we're stubborn people. This is, this is hard for us. But listen to this. Gratitude and grudges cannot coexist. Gratitude and grudges cannot coexist. They can't. So we must daily choose to have grateful hearts, to have a mindset that is open to the goodness that God has for us in all things, not just the things we wanted, not just the things that we expect to be good, but in all things. 1 Thessalonians, it says it clearly. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, say this with me, give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. It doesn't say in some of them, or just in the ones you want, or, the, or just the good ones. No, in all circumstances. Church, we can never control our circumstances, but we can always fully control our attitude. Choosing gratitude means letting go of something else now let's think of paul and silas uh they're in the book of acts and they were stripped of their clothes and beaten with rods they were they were then thrown in prison um, and the guards shackled their feet and with chains and with locks and in their circumstance they had every right uh, to be upset to be sad uh to think the end is near you know uh that there's no way we're ever going to get out of here no way but did they Listen to their response to their circumstances in Acts chapter 16. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaking. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. They gave praise to God. They were praying and singing hymns to God. They were on their knees in praise and submission. With grateful hearts. Sorry, they easily could have had a mentality that sent them spiraling into this darkness. You know, we're never going to get out of here. But they were grateful even then. They were singing of the, of the goodness of God. Giving him glory. Giving him honor with their worship. And also look at this. It says, it says this. The other prisoners were listening to them. That means they weren't just singing praise to God. They were showcasing the direct impact that God had on their lives, even in the darkness of the prison. An attitude of gratitude will affect not only you, but all of those around you, your friends, your family, your co-workers. In verse verse 26, it says that the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Everyone's. Not just Paul and Silas, but because of Paul and Silas' attitude of gratitude, the whole prison was set free. Our attitude will not only affect ourselves, but all of those around us. Uh, You may be saying, Cord, like, this is hard. Like, life is hard. And it is hard to, like, let go of the thing that's holding us back from, like, grateful hearts. And I I completely agree, okay? Uh, To deny that life, um, has its share of disappointments, to deny that it has its frustrations, losses, um, hurts, setbacks, and and sadness, it'd be pretty unrealistic, right? It'd be almost kind of unattainable. Life is suffering, and no amount of positive thinking exercises, like some sticky notes, is going to change this truth. But it's about our mentality. If we go back to the story of Jonah in chapters 3 and 4, it tells about Jonah Um, telling the Ninevites to turn from their wicked ways. But he was so jealous that he was upset that God was showing them favor. He couldn't let go of his jealousy and his distaste for the people of Nineveh. Jonah is actually the bad example of how not to let something go. Choosing gratitude means letting go of something else. It's about our mindset. We have to let go of something so that we can see things to be grateful for in these types of situations. Choosing gratitude means letting go of something else. Now, hear me on this, okay? Processing life uh, through a grateful lens does not mean denying negativity, okay? Instead, it means realizing the power you have to transform an obstacle into an opportunity. An obstacle into an opportunity. Instead, it means realizing the power uh, to reframe a loss, into a potential gain. You know, what is God teaching me? Like, right now. When we can reframe our situation, our souls are actually aligned with the goodness that God has before us because, uh, you know, Pastor Brad said last week, it is well with our soul even if it's not well with our situation. I, I want to leave you with this, okay? I think a lot of our gratefulness um, it is and should be showcased in our prayer life, okay? Our personal, our private, um, and intimate conversation with God. And I also know that we, we ask God for a lot of things. You know, We ask for maybe clarity in a situation, uh, for sickness to go away, a new job, a promotion, um, maybe a renewal of a strained relationship. But here's something I think we need to understand about God answering our prayers God has promised to answer our prayers. It's just that sometimes that answer is a no. Sometimes it's a yes. Like sometimes it's clear cut, right? It's like, oh, yes. Oh, man, I love you, God. That, that's so clear cut. Thank you for that. But sometimes the answer is a no. And, and, or maybe it's a yes, but not now. Maybe it's a yes, but not yet. You know, you have the right request um, you have the right prayer, but your timing is off. It's in His timing, not our own. It's His timing, not our own. And then sometimes God actually says no. Think about this. Even Jesus got a no from the Father. See, Jesus got a no from the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed, Father, my Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not I will but yours. Jesus said, Lord, if this, if this can be taken away, if there's another way, if, if we can just not do this whole cross and suffering thing, my own death, if there's another way, can we, can we do that? Can we do that instead? And you gotta know. But you see, when, when God says no to your prayer, it means he has something even better in store for you. He's got something better further down the road. That no in the garden is why we're here today. That no in the garden leads us to a yes for our salvation. We are saved. We are forgiven. We are restored as the sons and daughters of God. All because of the no in the garden of Gethsemane. I want to invite Pastor Matt forward as we, um, we transition to our Thanksgiving table for communion this morning. But church, I want to ask you this, okay? What are you choosing daily to let go of so that you may celebrate the freedom you have in Jesus? And how can you slow down in your current circumstances and be grateful to God for the goodness you have right now, the goodness behind you, and the goodness he has for you tomorrow? Church, our gratitude innovation is happening right now. How are you going to respond?